It's June 13th, and you're listening to The Uprise Daily. We are a volunteer group of activists around the country compiling daily city-by-city headlines from the uprising against racism and police brutality. Our work is by no means comprehensive. That being said, here's what went down yesterday, Friday, June 12th. In Los Angeles, California, protests took place in downtown LA, Venice, Pasadena, West Hollywood, Torrance, Culver City, Cerritos, Santa Fe Springs, Hawthorne, Silver Lake, North Hollywood, Sherman Oaks, Los Feliz, and Woodland Hills. The city's new homelessness numbers were released Thursday, marking a 14% increase. This count reflects pre-COVID-19 numbers. Calls to defund the police have come with suggestions that money could be used to provide housing and solutions for the homelessness crisis. In Denver, Colorado, the school board voted unanimously on Thursday to remove the Denver Police Department from schools. The plan will be to phase out four of the police officers by the end of December of this year. On June 4th of next year, the remaining 13 police officers will be phased out. In St. Petersburg, Florida, two separate marches blocked streets and commerce in the downtown area. This marks two weeks of consecutive protests in the city. In Atlanta, Georgia, on the 15th consecutive day of protest, a dozen events were held throughout the city and suburbs, including a midnight march on the governor's mansion. Late last night, a 27-year-old black man, Rayshard Brooks, was shot by two white cops. The case is under investigation. Within two hours, nearly 100 people had gathered at the scene demanding answers. People are gathering again today to protest the shooting. In Lexington, Kentucky, crowds gathered at the courthouse for a 15th consecutive night of protest. Some spelled FTP in bacon on the steps of the police headquarters. More protests are planned throughout the weekend. In Baton Rouge, Louisiana, hundreds of residents of the West Feliciana Parish marched through downtown St. Francisville on Friday in a march of solidarity with the nationwide demonstrations against racism and police brutality. In Baltimore, Maryland, hundreds gathered for a march and car caravan that culminated with local black organizers and artists painting a massive, block-long, defund-the-police mural on the street in front of City Hall. Elsewhere, the Johns Hopkins University announced it will suspend the implementation of a private police force for two years. The announcement follows years of organizing and protest against the plan, which included a month-long occupation of the school administration building last year, which involved hundreds of students. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, hundreds gathered in memory of Breonna Taylor, who was born in the city. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, protesters took to the streets demanding the head of the city's police union resign. Meanwhile, residents of the occupied Sheraton Hotel have relocated to an encampment in Powderhorn Park, where they were also served an eviction notice. With pressure from activists, the city rescinded the eviction order. Organizers are still working to get more resources to the new sanctuary spot and ultimately want to get the state to buy and resource the Sheraton Hotel as a permanent sanctuary. In New York City, New York, a dozen events including marches, rallies, readings, vigils, a bike ride, and a roller skating ride were held in at least four boroughs, two rallies focused on women's and mothers' losses. There were at least 10 actions in Manhattan, eight in Brooklyn, two in the Bronx, and one in Queens. Activists have begun building art for a march for black trans lives, which will be held on Sunday. There were no arrests Friday, but federal charges were filed against three protesters who had previously been arrested. The three are facing life in prison. In Cincinnati, Ohio, over 100 people joined a student-led march at Walnut Hills High School, while hundreds marched through the suburbs of Oakley and Hyde Park, marking the 15th consecutive day of protests. Protests downtown and in the suburbs are planned to continue throughout the weekend. In Portland, Oregon, thousands of people once again gathered to march in the northeast of the city, while a separate crowd gathered downtown for a demonstration in front of the city jail. 
After midnight, the police declared the gathering an unlawful assembly and again used stun grenades and rubber bullets on protesters. In Eugene, Oregon, teachers and educators led a march to the city's school district office to protest the use of school resource officers from the Eugene Police Department. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, hundreds gathered in multiple neighborhoods as protests calling for the city council to defund a further $120 million from the Philadelphia Police Department's budget and commit to police-free schools continued for the 14th consecutive day. 130 written and oral comments were delivered to the Philadelphia Historic Commission by residents in opposition to a proposed new $20 million police precinct in a predominantly black neighborhood in North Philly. The commission denied the request for construction in a 7-2 vote. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, roughly 100 protesters gathered in McKeesport demanding justice for Aaliyah Denise Johnson, a 32-year-old black trans woman who was found dead outside her apartment last month. Her death was ruled a suicide, but people who knew her are questioning this narrative and believe police swept the case under the rug. A young man named Shahid Hatch has been charged with rioting causing or risking a catastrophe and institutional vandalism for allegedly setting fire to a police car during the city's May 30th riots. There is a rally in his defense today. Elsewhere in the city, Giant Eagle, the largest regional grocery store, has announced it will stop selling the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette after the newspaper pulled two black journalists from coverage of protests in and around the city. In Nashville, Tennessee, protesters gathered last night at the state capitol to set up a Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Some set up tents and said they planned to stay the night until they could speak with the governor. Earlier in the day, the governor said an autonomous zone would not be tolerated. In Austin, Texas, crowds joined an Educators March for Justice on City Hall, organized by local teachers and educators. In Salt Lake City, Utah, a crowd of 300 people gathered for a block party and march through the city that lasted until 1 in the morning. In Washington, D.C., protesters gathered in several locations for a 15th day of protest. In the city, groups gathered at multiple locations, including the White House, while protests took place in at least seven different areas of the suburbs. The fence surrounding the Lafayette Square in front of the White House has been removed. In Seattle, Washington, after two weeks of often loud and rowdy demonstrations, 60,000 people joined in a silent procession for black lives through the city's central district. While in the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, artists painted a massive Black Lives Matter mural stretching an entire avenue. A federal judge has ordered local police to discontinue the use of tear gas, flashbang grenades, pepper balls, and rubber bullets on protesters. The order comes a week after the mayor had banned the use of tear gas for 30 days, but police had continued to use it during the standoffs that resulted in the autonomous zone's formation. Additionally, the city has agreed to turn over a decommissioned fire station to the organization Africatown, whose goal is to empower Seattle's black communities. This has been a seven-year-long process that was accelerated by the recent protest demands. Those are the updates we were able to compile for today. Stay tuned for more updates tomorrow from today and tonight's events. And please be sure to visit our website, Uprise Daily, which now includes an interactive map and a text version of these daily updates. Thanks for listening.